Welcome to What's Right, broadcast live on, not Wednesday, but Thursday. Thursday. I think you have something to do with that. The spirit of delay has come upon you. <laughs> How did, what, who was behind that delay exactly? Well, uh, <laughs> my daughter turned 10 yesterday, and so I declined the interview. And uh, <laughs> so we were able to do her birthday party. And so thank you for pushing it till today um, so that we could do it together. What's right.com. For those of you that are watching, what's right.com, it, it's not just about what's right, but his also, his last name is right with a W. So it's kind of a play on words there for the title of the page, what's right. See what he did? I, did I help with that? <laughs> we, we brainstormed a lot of ideas. I did. I, I ran some uh, names by you, and yeah. uh, I had a lot right. Yeah, Which that was, was right. A lot one of right. them was mosthandsomeguyintheworld.com, but I already had home that uh, URL. You already so had that one. I wasn't, able, I wasn't able to let you have Where's that. Where's it pointed to? Yeah. Let's see. I, it is Most a handsome. That I have in my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, it's only hey. $8.99 a month. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling this is going to go a certain direction. You, you just finished your. <laughs> You just finished your broadcast. It was good. It Thank was you. very good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't hear nobody. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, we're so glad to have uh, Ted Shellsworth Jr. with us this week uh, here at Boomerang Church at Kickstart 2020. It has been amazing. And uh, but then also on the broadcast today, uh, thanks for sharing your lunch with us. And uh, thanks for being here, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Ted and Carolyn, they're some of our absolute best friends in ministry and carrying the anointing and the power of God and revelation and seeing souls one. That's all the fruit that God talked about. And I just appreciate you. Well, thank you. And, uh, and we love you. Love um, you. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I would merely meant that. I you really mean it. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> I, love, I do love you. <laughs> I love you too. It's, uh, you know, I just realized that we've been, uh, hey, Pastor Anthony Wade, good to see you, man. Silas Fry, 
Miss Dixie's there, Pamela Hancock Kelly, hello. And uh, I just realized this week that we've basically known each other for right at 10 years now. It has been that long. Maddie turned 10 yesterday. Yeah. And she was just barely in the car uh, seat. That's when, true. When we met. So. And we met over here uh, in Albemarle with Pastor uh, Larry and Glenda. Yes. And yeah. uh, that was the first um, revival that I held in this area. And uh, Pastor Larry, um, who was very interesting because he uh, was attending a church in the Midwest and his youth pastor was Calvin Bryant. Yes. Or, or was it Steve Bryant? It was Calvin. One of the two. Oh, well, and, and, uh, I know Calvin. And, and their father, uh, Bob Bryant, was the pastor of that church. And, uh, and my father used to preach there all the time, all the time. And uh, so we had a previous connection from years ago that we didn't even know about. Yeah. And then, um, and then brought me here to Albemarle. And we love Pastors Larry and Glenda. And yeah. uh, you were at that meeting. Yes. And Pastor Steve Barbie and Sister Sherry were at that meeting. Yes. And we all kind of connected and met. Um, if my, my wife will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it was at the very beginning of 2011. And so it's been almost a decade now. Yeah. And yeah. Very time, close to it. Time flies, man. Yeah. There was um, that was a great meeting, and I remember uh, I remember meeting you and thinking, uh, man, this guy's carrying something, and uh, wanted to get to know you better. I think we went out. We did. Uh, I think we went to dinner over at Pastor Larry's house. Mm -hmm. We did. And yeah. um, uh, since then, uh, you came uh, to Gleaning Mission with Pastor Steve Barbie. He's been here all week, and just love I, him. I love him too. Yeah. And um, so you were there for many years, every single year. Yeah. Uh, you took a break this last year, but a couple years ago, the Lord uh, led us to start. Three years ago, I guess. Uh, this is our third kickstart, and uh, he led us to do that, to kind of kickstart the year off, mm -hmm. get a kickstart going in the right direction, uh, not take uh, no as an answer, but Lord, we're going after you, we're going after your promises. And uh, the second year, the Lord, I believe, really spoke to me and said that you were to come and be a part of it. Uh, you felt the same thing, and we had a great meeting yep. last year, great Absolutely. testimonies, and uh, more testimonies this year. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's been awesome. We, we've been having literally testimonies each day uh, this week. And listen, if you are anywhere close, even if you're not, uh, the Lord's moving. We had uh, Buddy Crabtree actually drove down eight hours from Pennsylvania to get mm -hmm. here and be here uh, for a few nights. Uh, he headed back today. He's probably on the road right now. Yeah, he texted and he said, on the, he's like, I'm somewhere between North Carolina and Pennsylvania yeah. watching. <laughs> so, so he's in the car right now. But just that hunger, you know, oh, yeah. God meets hunger, and um, he was hungry, and man, he got touched. It was Absolutely. awesome. So if you are looking for a change, you're looking to go to a new level, you need to go somewhere uh, with God to get here, yep. get here. Uh, if you can't get here, watch online, be a part of the meetings online. Uh, but if you can get here, there is something about it when you say, you know what, I'm hungry enough to uh, take some action on it. I and, agree with you. Yeah. Because it really, if you think about it, action is the truest and purest proof of desire. Because, you know, you can talk, as they say, talk is cheap. Anybody can say they love something or say they want to do something or say they're for something. But the clearest proof yes. is what they do with their life. Or it could be said this way, what they invest in. Because everything you do is an investment. Your time's an investment. Your money's an investment. And so there's people that are literally willing to spend all kinds of money on a bass boat and fishing gear and fishing clothing and bait and all the stuff that it takes, licenses and even trips to go different places to fish because they love fishing. Yeah. 
I would never make any investments in any of that stuff because fishing doesn't interest me. Right. So I could, I could actually talk to somebody and that, that loves it and say, oh yeah, I love fishing too. Oh man, yeah, but, but they'd look at my life and say, well, where's the proof of that? You've yeah. not taken any actions that actually prove that you do love what I love. And I think Jesus uh, made such a phenomenal point in John 14, 21, because he said, those who um, have my commandments and obey them, yes. it is he who loves me. Yes. And because he loves me, he'll be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Yeah. So literally, as you're saying, something like that taking place, you know, buddy is not gonna drive eight hours one way to be in a meeting that if he doesn't really care about receiving an impartation or being in the anointing. Yeah. And so people's true action is their investment that proves their hunger. It absolutely is. You know, you said last night, he drove eight hours. You got people who are eight minutes away but won't drive. I have found that when I have hungered for the things of God and honored him by taking action, not yeah. just talking about faith without works is dead. Totally. When I have honored him, that's when I've had the greatest breakthroughs. And don't you believe that's because doing something like that is actually a great action of faith. It is. Because yeah. you think to yourself, you know, and I said it last night, and we, we did our best. We wanted to bless him before he left, but, uh, and the Lord spoke to us to do that. So, um, but, the, but the thing about it is, he didn't expect that to come here. You know, he didn't right. ask anybody for anything. Not On his own dime, he drove, paid all of his own gas, expenses, got a hotel room, you know, all that yeah. stuff. He didn't ask for anything. He did that and was willing to invest even financially, not just his time, but financially to take the cost because he saw value in doing it. That is an action of faith. Absolutely. You can't tell me that somebody can do something like that and God see it and then not honor them for their action of faith. Yes. Of course he will. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, before we jump in, I want to remind me right as we get started, I want to say a couple of things about the broadcast and the page. But... Um, Remind me tonight, I want to tell the end of that story about that spot because I realized this morning, y'all, your broadcast this morning is, you know, why we should be angry, yeah. which is awesome. You know, you, you guys did a great job, but Thank you. when I got angry about that because the Lord provoked me to it, that thing was healed immediately. Yes. And uh, I just, one day I'm walking by the mirror, I'm like, man, that, that spot's not there anymore. It wasn't bothering me, right. but it was bothering the Lord and, and yeah. I got healed by it. And um, I need to tell that tonight because I, I didn't tell that last night. But, hey, listen, share the broadcast. You know somebody that needs to hear what we're going to talk about. Also, if you have any questions today, uh, leave them in the comments there. And uh, we are quickly going to 1,000 uh, followers, 1,000 likes on the What's Right page on Facebook. Help us by sharing that. Share it with some of your friends. Uh, we're looking to put out content uh, pretty much every single day to give you something uh, that will bring what's right in your life, what's right from God. And uh, we want to see your life go up. We're really excited about that. We are constantly seeing lives being changed, uh, completely healed, delivered, uh, finances going up, provision, everything. We are watching people's lives go up wow. all the time. I mean, testimony after testimony. Mm -hmm. We've had like four miracles already this year. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just from the start of the year. And God's just amazing. I heard another one this morning. God's moving for those that will go after him. And... Uh, so a lot of people, they don't know that they need to go after them. But by sharing with them 
uh, people and content. This is why I got you here today. Sharing with people, others that are hungry and on fire. When, they, when they're on fire and they get close, all of a sudden they'll start to catch too. You can take the you know, wettest piece of wood, put it by a fireplace, it will dry out. And eventually, if it's close enough, it'll catch. Catches. We need to be on fire for God. We do not need to be lukewarm or cold. And we've got to get around people that are. And that's why I had you on. I know we generally do this each week, but we, as people share the broadcast, we give away a gift card. So I'm going to ask Barrett to put that in the com, uh, content, uh, comment, contents, comments, and let's see who won this week. She's already got the winner picked out. So who was it, Barrett? I see Terry Keegan is here just to cause trouble in the comments section. Oh, really? Brother Keegan, blessings on Brother you. Brother Terry. He's from uh, Pastor Mike Spencer's <laughs> church in uh, Horseheads, New York. I love Pastor Mike. Yeah, have you met uh, Terry before? Yes, yeah. great guy. Yeah, camp meeting in West yeah. Virginia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. came down. Yeah. That's right. I remember. Yeah. He and his wife are rivaling the Muslims for world domination with how many children they're having. <laughs> that's wonderful. Keep it up, Terry. Keep it up, Terry. Win it. Be fruitful and multiply. Gift card winner, Miss Beck Thrillkill. Good to see you. That's awesome. Congratulations. $25. Terry said it's an honor to cause problems in the comments section. <laughs> Jared Troublefield, good morning. He's over on YouTube, so you can watch on YouTube or Facebook. There's my old youth pastor, Periscope. Donnie Wagner. Pastor Donnie Wagner's pastoring in Newport, Pennsylvania now. Is he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know him He's from the camp us. meeting That's as right. well. Yep. That is something, that camp meeting in West Virginia, you want to go to a place where God has assembled some of the most powerful men and women of God I've ever met. At, That's great. At your dad's camp meeting at the yeah. end of April, 1st of May. And it's coming up. It's coming up this yeah. year again. Uh, if you guys want to join us, it is at the, it's always in the last week of April leading into the uh, month of May. This year, it's the 28th of April through May the 1st. Yeah. And it's in uh, Worthington, West Virginia, just south of Fairmont, uh, close to WVU. And uh, we'd love to see you there. All the information is at MiracleWord.com. We'd love to have you guys. Absolutely free. There's no registration cost. You can just come and be a part of it. And if you're a minister, yeah. we, we feed the ministers twice a day after the morning session and after the night. Your dad's so generous. So it's really a great yeah. fellowship time as well. Absolutely. I, that's, that's where I met Terry. That's where I met Pastor Mike. Just mm -hmm. It's a great fellowship. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So we've, we've got a, what? Tonight and Friday night kickstart, and then Sunday morning yes. also, and we're going to have a baptism service. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, you were carrying an anointing. It, it, you know, we stepped into the beginning of the week, Monday or Tuesday, and all this, you know, it was kind of like uh, people were a little bit dry. And uh, you even said, "What, what you got? The Tuesday sleepies or what?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it, it, at the end of Tuesday, you could feel it kind of breaking. We stepped in last night. I don't think people get how important expectation is. It's hugely important. We stepped in last night and worship was going on and it was like, man, the people were like rocking, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was just awesome. And it was a different feeling. And then when they got an expectation, you were ready to go mm -hmm. and the anointing hit, the Holy Ghost started moving. It was awesome. I think it was Pastor Rod Parsley that coined the phrase, expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Yeah. And that's because expectation is a sign of faith in God. Yes. Nobody just show, if you don't, you don't show up into the presence of the Lord without expecting him to move. He moves when you have faith to, and I was preaching on that last night, Jesus will skip over an entire crowd of unbelief yes. to touch one person yeah. with faith. And so it really doesn't matter who's around you. 
um, as far as if whether they believe or not for miracles, if you've got the faith, that's right. He'll find you. That's right. And um, expectation is just one of the things that we can do in prep preparation for the moving of the Lord. You know, yes. I came. I came ready to get something. And Amen. I've, you know, I, I'm sure you've been this way too. I've been to services where I could feel, I could feel in the service that like everybody else was phoning it in. There were people that were just there to fill a seat. They weren't there really expecting. It was kind of like their duty to be yeah. at the service. Yeah. And I had come there uh, from another place and I came with full expectation. Well, what ends up happening, by the way, if you do that, is you'll start pulling things out of the message, That's pulling right. things out of the ministry That's that others right. won't get because they're just there by duty. They're not pressing in. They have no expectation. They're not activating what the man of God's doing by faith. They'll miss it, but you'll get it. Yeah. And, um, and that's why expectation is so vital. Uh, it's, it's a sign that you believe God will do what he said he will do. Yes. You know? Yeah. That he's true to his word. Mm -hmm. And uh, his promises are yes and amen. I'm, I'm expecting his promises to manifest amen. every time, every service. I want to see something. I want to see, see God do something. Am, am I always aware? I'm not always aware of it. But I expect, I walk out of every service knowing totally. God changed something. He took us to another level. Absolutely. So You're right about That's what he's it. up to. Well, one of the things I wanted to do today is, you know, we, we have the privilege of having you here in town this week, and um, you and I are friends, and uh, at least I, I hope you, you love me. I, I checked before the broadcast. Did we you, still are. We yeah. still are? Yeah. Okay. I, I might need to go check on Many Facebook. Many people don't but. know, Pastor Brian is uh, on the board of Miracle Word Ministries, and so if you didn't know that, he's one of uh, my, my trusted friends. I didn't just ask anybody to be a part of this. <laughs> Um, and, and so he, he prayerfully considered it and said that he would do it. And so he's been on the board of Miracle Word Ministries now for, I think, about two years. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you doing that. Amen. Because it's important to have people of like faith surrounding you. That's why I've never agreed with pastors who have a board made up of uh, congregants or, or lay people. It's not scriptural. You won't find it in the scripture. And by the way, what does someone who's never led a ministry know about leading a ministry? Nothing. That's why I want men that are leading ministries to advise me about leading a ministry and to people that I know pray and fast. You know, there's people that talk about pray, praying and fasting. The <laughs> Lord led Pastor Brian one year in a place where he did two 40 day fasts in a year. And yeah. I think they were only about a month apart or something. Month and a half months. apart. So it's like there's people that talk about dedicating to the Lord and then there's people that actually do it. I want to surround myself with people that are actually uh, pressing into the things of God. So. Uh, I appreciate you doing that. Amen. Amen. That, you know, that's, that's one of the things I appreciate about you too, is you, you don't just preach it. You put your money where your mouth is and you take those actions. And uh, I've watched that over the years. And I, Nicole and I truly uh, counted an honor, not, not just to know you, you guys, you and Carolyn, but to uh, receive from you and any way that we can serve in that way. Being on the board, that's an honor to me. Because you're doing the things instead of just talking about them, mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. But Absolutely, thank you. While we had you here, I was—I uh, knew it'd kind of be fun because you and I are always cutting up. But um, the other day it was funny because <laughs> we did get into a serious conversation, and, and Buddy was sitting there at the table. And he was like, "I just want to listen. I'm so happy to be here." Yeah. You know, we were talking about. He said some deeper stuff, I, and uh, it was fun. We we get into those conversations every now and then, but. Um, what are you seeing? Because you, you're been, you've been going around the world a good bit. And many people think 
Many people think that church that they see in America is the norm. And, but you're seeing, as you've traveled around the world, you're seeing a hunger come back. You're seeing the power of God being released. And I know I'm feeling a draw to not stay where we've been. Yeah. And uh, what are you seeing? I know you were just, what's a country in? Um, well, I was in South Africa this year. Yeah. I was in Brazil this year. I'm getting ready to go back to Jamaica, South Africa again this year. Um, you know, just, just kind of um, hitting these. I'm going to go to the UK this year and preach. I mean, there's just different Pretty nations tough. opening up. Here's, here's, what I, here's what I see and what I feel about it. Number one, when, when you just say church, you might see at large dead churches. And of course, we know that the Bible prophesies that in the last days there would be a great apostasy. Many would fall away. The hearts of many would grow cold, the Bible says. However, I don't believe that the cause of that is that the people themselves are at fault or are the ones growing cold. It's my personal belief that it is leadership that lose their fire and power. Because people that follow a ministry are just a reflection of that ministry. They're a reflection of what yeah. they're receiving in seed. They're the harvest of a seed that's being planted in them. Yeah. Uh, what I believe is truly the case is that in the last days you'll have ministers, and the Bible prophesied that people will uh, uh, pull to themselves or acquire uh, teachers and preachers that will only preach uh, what their itching ears want to hear. Yeah. So the Bible teaches that you'll have many ministers in the last days, many men of God, uh, that will literally uh, pull back from the true full gospel yes. and preach candy-coated sermons to those that just want to hear good things or things that don't offend them or challenge their faith. Yeah. So as I, if I go around the world and say, well, you know, the churches are not on fire. Well, I don't blame the churches. I blame the preachers. Yeah. The preachers need to be on fire. Yeah. Preachers need to carry the anointing of God. And, um, and so what I have seen is in the places that we've gone, because the reason I made that point is because there's many people that aren't interested in church as usual. Yeah. Nobody's interested in dead, dry religion. I'm not even. And I love church. And I could, it makes me want to vomit having to sit through a religious liturgy. I, I, could, I, could, I would rather stay home and watch Netflix because it's pointless. I understand. The Bible says that the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So if, if somebody's just operating by the letter of the law or by religious liturgy, it's death. It's just dead. Yeah. But the spirit gives life. So when you connect with men of God that are actually driven by the spirit on fire, yes. their churches are going to be responding to that and they're going to see the reflection of that. And so my experience has been... Anywhere you go where people see the power or manifestation of the spirit, they're hungry for it. Yeah. Because we're eternal beings. We're actually spirit beings and have an inherent desire for spiritual things. That's why Ouija boards sell so well all the time. Yeah. They're one of the number one presents bought every year at Christmas time. That's why there's so many shows being produced on Netflix and other streaming services with a supernatural bent. Yep. It's because even Hollywood knows that the people of the world at large want to know about spiritual things and are interested in spiritual things. And so what, and think about this, it's actually a trick of the devil because the devil wants there to be spiritual manifestations, his. Yes, that's So right. his, tr his trick is remove the Holy Ghost from churches so that there's a vacuum 
and that I fill it with supernatural manifestations of evil. Yeah. And so it's really a trick. The devil's not against supernatural manifestations. He's against Holy Ghost manifestations. And so that's why there's been this fight to remove the supernatural element from church. Well, don't talk about the Holy Ghost. And, yeah. You know, just do the main thing, preach Jesus. Well, you can't preach Jesus without <laughs> preaching the Holy Ghost. Jesus himself couldn't even finish his ministry without talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm, I gotta go. If yes. I don't go, I can't send you another comforter whom I will send you. And he'll lead and guide you into all truth. He'll empower you. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. So you can't even preach Jesus without preaching the Holy Ghost. So it's a trick of the devil. Yeah. Because our it generation, is. you got guys that treat the Holy Ghost like he's some side dish to the entree of salvation. And that's not the case. And the gifts like they're weird. Yeah. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 12, it says these, what we call gifts, it and it is listed as gifts, but you know, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 says, now concerning spirituals, gifts mm -hmm. is added in English That's to true. give us context. But he says this and defines it, it's the, the manifestations word. of the Holy right. Ghost. It's him, those gifts, what we call gifts, are actually the Holy Ghost manifesting himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because, yeah. you know, if you study that, uh, what is that Greek word, or that Greek word there is, Pneumotikos, which is actually literally translated the things of the Spirit. That's awesome. The things of yeah. the Spirit. It's actually His things. Why are you rejecting yeah. His things? You know, people that teach that the Holy Ghost is weird or that uh, the gifts of the Spirit are just too odd for visitors to see. Keep in mind, by the way, Paul said that tongues is a sign to the unbeliever, That's not right. to the believer. These things are for unbelief. I don't, watch this, I don't need... <laughs> the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation to believe Jesus is Lord. I already believe it. Yeah. I believe God raised him from the dead. I believe he's coming soon. If I never saw another miracle for the rest of my life, I don't need miracles personally as a believer. I'm already a believer to know that Jesus is Lord, but it's for the unbeliever. In fact, the Bible says that. If you study the Gospel of John, the Bible says in John 2.23, Many believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. And so actually, if you study it, we just finished doing this in our, our Mountain Moving Faith course. People think the only way faith comes is by hearing the word of God. The Bible doesn't teach that. It says that faith can also come by the seeing yeah. of miracles, signs, and wonders taking yeah. place. And I'll give you three references for that. Number one, John 2.23. Somebody drop them in the comments. Yeah, John 2.23 is the first. Many believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. That's yeah. number one. So that's faith. Can't believe on his name without faith. Yeah. So that's one. Number two, John's disciples came to Jesus, I believe in John chapter 10, and they said, are you the Messiah or are we looking for somebody else? He said, go back and tell John the things you've seen yeah. and heard. The blind see, the deaf hear. You know, yes. he goes through his miracles. He's saying, look at my miracles. They are proof I'm the son of God. Yeah. And so Jesus said... If you'll deliver this message to John, let him know he can have faith in me because you've seen my miracle signs and wonders. Yeah. That's number two. Number three, Philip goes to Samaria in Acts chapter 8, preaches Christ unto them. The Bible says, and the That's entire right. city seeing. took heed, seeing the miracles which he did, as many were healed and demons were cast out of many. What did they do? They believed his message because they saw his miracles. I'll give you a fourth one. Paul said, I've not even fully preached the gospel, gospel until I've done it by the demonstration power of the Holy Ghost. Romans 15. That's right. Yeah. And he goes on 1 Corinthians 2, 4. He says that uh, 
I didn't come with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, yes. that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So Paul said that miracle signs and wonders are something for your faith to rest in. Your faith has to be in a place because you've seen the supernatural, your faith is built. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just by hearing the word. It's not just by hearing the word. Jesus didn't just preach and teach. He I, performed miracles. I think it's in Matthew 11 where uh, Jesus asked Peter and he says, who do you say that I am? And then Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Yep. Well, if you follow the, blood yeah, reveal this that's you. right. He, but if you follow it down through there, the context remains that the rock that he's talking about is that he is the anointed right. one. And in of fact, course, the Greek words are different. Yeah. They're not even the same. So, yeah, well, he basically he says, and upon this rock, I'll mm -hmm. build my church. On what rock? Petros the anointing. Mm -hmm. On the anointing, mm -hmm. he'll build his church. But we've got this idea that, you know, all the, all the, you know, coffee and donuts will build it. No, it's the anoint. If it's being built yeah. and not by the anointing, by definition, it's being built the wrong way. Yeah. Did you hear Reinhard Bonnke's quote about that? The, he, Reinhard Bonnke said, uh, the less anointing you have in your church, the more cake and coffee you yeah. need for your people. <laughs> I have heard that. Yeah, it's well, true. When I when I did those two 40-day fasts, you know, in that short period of time, obviously I was hungry. Well, what's God going to do? He's going to fill it. So I get on fire. Well, guess what? The fire burnt some people right out of here, you know. And uh, it was, they didn't want to be on fire. And he gave me this illustration. He said, you know, if you filled up a tub full of completely cold water or completely hot water. The thing that it does is it makes you come to a decision point. You have to decide, oh, I really don't want that or I really do. It makes you decide. But lukewarm water, it'll just let you sit. And we, anybody can sit. Anybody in. can sit in there. But you've got to make a decision. Do I really want this when it's cold or hot? Which is why he said that in Revelation. That's true. And what he did though, and just to encourage pastors, Listen, it's the anointing that builds the church and nothing else. We need the anointing in that, which is what Paul was saying when I, I come to you in demonstration and yeah. power, when he said, I preach the full gospel. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, what I've found, and I've literally been watching this, I got a testimony right now I can share about one guy who came in one day. He didn't understand it. He was not coming from a spirit-filled background. He got prayer. The fire of God touched him. All of a sudden, his life looked so different, his, his uh, mother-in-law started coming. Okay. All of a sudden, the mother-in-law came in. The anointing touched her. Every day, she was going out of here weeping. Just the power of God and the love of God was overflowing her. The, the father-in-law then came. They had, they had been in church for 26 years without, without the gifts, wow. without, without that. All of a sudden, a hunger came into them because the anointing touched one person, then it touched the next one. Here's what I found as a pastor, that when all of the anointing, which may look weird to people who are, are uh, don't, they haven't grown in it, right? If they're, if they're immature in spiritual things, uh, it may look weird to them. And there may be some people that are not humble enough to ask questions and they may leave. But here's what God does. He sends the hungry. He sends the people that are looking to break mediocrity. They're looking to break out of average and go to new heights. And some, I'm looking for those people. Some people need to be weirded out. Yeah. I mean, let me be honest with you. I get happy about it. Now. It's weird what the world considers normal, you know. Yeah. It's very weird that people are just, you know, 
taking it, well, that's just how, you know, look at the depression and opioid addiction, all the things that are sweeping their way, you know, it's like, well, that's normal life now. Look at the divorce rate in the world, that's normal life. You know, I heard a stand-up comedian actually making a point about this. I thought, man, the guy's a genius. He said, people were asking him all the time, why aren't you married, why aren't you married? He said, have you looked at the statistics on marriage? He said, one out of two marriages <laughs> fails. One out of two marriages fails. He said, why would I get into something that there's a 50% chance it's gonna fail? He said, if you were skydiving and they told you now there's a 50% chance that chute's gonna open, <laughs> would you jump out of the plane? No, I wouldn't jump out of the plane. So it's funny to me that even sinners understand yeah. that the way that the world is going is not reliable no. and I shouldn't put my faith in it. And they, they understand there needs to be a change. Yeah. And that's a sinner talking. You know, needs to be a change. Of course he's right. And there's he's a bunch of them right. looking. They're looking. Totally. And so you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, what's considered normal in the world? And that's why I said there's people that need to get weirded out and understand that this is what should be normal, not what you've seen in the world, not what some uh, you know, liberal professor at a college told you should be the norm. You know, it's like, let me tell you how crazy this is, okay? You go to Canada, where in Ontario, they, they tried to pass um, bill, I think it was like R16 or R52, something like that, which I think it ended up passing, where they wanted to criminalize people for not using the proper gender pronoun for transgender people. Okay, first of all, there's no, I mean, think about how stupid people are that don't have the Lord. First of all, you've got no definition as to how many genders there can be. Right. Right? Because that's too limiting. Now, now you're discriminating. Yeah. Because what if I come up three weeks from now with a gender that I identify as, you know, I'm like half goat, half man, half eagle, and that's just who I am. That's what, okay, but then now if you don't address me, with the pronoun that I choose for my gender specificity, <laughs> Goat mangle. you are, are in criminal, you're, you're in danger of criminal action uh, that I could prosecute you for. It's crazy. It's crazy. And this is what the, the Antichrist agenda is pushing on the world. You know, e yeah. even these things that are, that are like, even human beings that aren't saved, that are, that are dead in the spirit, they have, they're unregenerated but have a working mind, understand that that's insane. And you've got a life that people are trying to live with no black yeah. and white. You can't live in a postmodernistic society that believes there's no uh, actual truth, that everything is specific to your situation. You can't, and if you don't know what I'm talking about with postmodernism, it's the thought process that, that truth is relative to the individual that's experiencing it. So what's true for Brian may not be true for me because my situation is different than his. And that's not true. There are absolute truths in the world. That's why it's so important that Christians, who by the way, uh, many don't even believe. I just looked, I have the full Barna printout. Uh, it's a booklet this thick on um, the Bible in America. And you'd be surprised to find out that even Christians in percentages don't even believe that the Bible is inspired by God or inerrant. Yeah. There's, a, yeah. there's like a 20% uh, group uh, of people that don't even believe those two things. Okay, well, if you set that as the foundational principle for a, even a Christian, well, this Bible's not inspired by God. It's just a holy book. This, this, it's just a good suggestion. It's a good way to live. It's a guideline, you know, but it's not God's word. And it, there are errors in it. You know, it's man, it was written by men. That's what people think. 
people that don't understand. And so if you think like that, guess what? You'll probably accept postmodernism sure. and say, well, you know, this, I wouldn't push this Bible on anybody else because, you know, it's just written by men. It's guidelines to live. You know, I think it's good, but, you know, it's, you yeah. know, I don't put it on the level of God's holy and errant, you know. And so you live like that as a believer, and guess what? Your life will be screwed up. Because what you're doing Quickly. is what you're doing is removing absolute truth from the equation. When you do that, then there's no right and there's no wrong. There's just right for you and wrong for me. You know, and yeah. very dangerous. Very da because here's the other thing. So the only thing that truly limits right and wrong is criminality. I mean, that's that's where you have to go with this. Why is it actually wrong to rape somebody? That, that's what if, I was going to say. If I identify as somebody who actually that's how I find my fulfillment in life. Yes. That's how I find my fulfillment in raping people. You know, why is that wrong? Because a government says it's illegal? Like, you're stealing my ability. This, yeah. th this is what they did with, with gay marriage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's illegal. That's how, that's how I fulfill my fulfillment. That's how I bring fulfillment into my life. I, you're telling me that because it's illegal, I can't be with my gay partner? Right. What do you do when you get a nation that's so wicked that they'll marry children to men. If you think that's not here, it's in other it, nations already. And, and they already started bringing that up as bills in different places trying yeah. to get that passed. Yeah, yeah. you look at that. I mean, where, 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 where children are now after them forced to have sex with full-grown men because it's legal in that nation. And so because it's what's fine, well, that's fine right. because it's legal. So what do you do? Just are you going to allow, I mean, you think about this. Are you going to allow your life to be governed about what's right and what's wrong based upon what an unregenerated, heathenistic politician passes as a bill? Yeah. Now that's going to be my governance of what's right and what's wrong? Or is there absolute truth in the mighty word of God? Absolutely. This is yeah. a standard that must be held high above anything else. And understand that this is not just another holy book among holy books. By the way, prophecy fulfillment should be enough for anybody with a brain to understand this ain't normal. Yes. This ain't right. normal. This book, when it was written, by the way, people don't know this, this book, when it was written, was one-third prophecy. One-third. And 80% plus of those prophecies have all already been literally fulfilled. Not figuratively, yeah. literally. If you don't understand that, that this Bible couldn't be like the Quran or any other a holy book, you don't understand the supernatural aspect of the Word of God. It is fulfilled yes. prophecy. That's right. It's proof. Things, you, you, th you realize, I mean, I know you know this stuff. People watching don't. You know, the fact that Jesus, Messianic prophecy, there were over 270 prophecies about Jesus. I was going to ask Every you, the eight prophecies. Get, no, but, but just think about, yeah, I do, but just think about Peter Stoner you're talking about with Science Speaks book. Yeah. But you think about one prophecy. The Messiah's hands and feet will be pierced. That was written hundreds of years before crucifixion was ever invented <laughs> as a punishment. No one was even thinking of it. And someone prophesied that specific, specific thing. thing. Yeah. The Messiah's hands and his feet will be pierced. And then the Romans uh, actually create crucifixion as a, as a corporal punishment, put it into effect, before the time Jesus was born, it had, to be, it had to be put into effect before Jesus was crucified and died, or else he couldn't have been crucified. And all of that to say, and I'll tell you this, of the Messianic prophecies, in the final hours of his life, 
just the final hours, Jesus fulfilled dozens of them in the final <laughs> hours. You know, no bones in his body will be broken. Yeah. Do you know how specific that is? Every person who's crucified has their legs broken because they're taking too long to die. And when you die of crucifixion, you don't die because you lose blood. You die because you can't hold yourself up anymore on the cross and you actually suffocate because your lungs are compressed by hanging after you've been nailed to a cross. So if people weren't dying fast enough, guards would break their legs so that they couldn't stand up and expand their lungs to breathe. And the Bible says that not a bone in his body would be broken. That's right. And the Bible says that when the guards came to Jesus on the cross, they were surprised to find he was already dead. Why did they come? They came to break his legs. Yeah. Didn't need to break his legs. He was gone. Fulfilling the prophecy, not a bone in his body would be broken. You mean think how specific. Just the prophecies about Jesus, there's over yes. 270 with the prophecies and ramifications. And what Brian was referencing was the fact that a man named Peter Stoner um, wrote a book called Science Speaks, where, and he was, a, he was actually uh, just looking at statistics. He was a statistician. And he said, what are the chances that one man from history could fulfill only eight of the over 270 prophecies about Jesus? Just in, eight. Just eight in yeah. one lifetime. You know what he found out the odds were? One in 100 quadrillion. That's a number so large that people don't even understand how big it is. <laughs> like, they don't. It's 10 to the 17th power. They, just to help people understand, they gave this analogy. 100 quadrillion, quadrillion. You could take 100 quadrillion silver dollars and fill the state of Texas two feet deep with silver dollars. Take one of them mark it with a red X and throw it out into the sea of silver dollars, <laughs> blindfold a man, start him in any city in Texas or town, and say, now start walking through Texas. And when you feel lucky, bend down and pick up a silver dollar. He said, that's the chances that one man would fulfill only eight of the 270 prophecies about Jesus. It's impossible. You yeah. couldn't do it unless it yeah. was God giving you foreknowledge about the future. And Jesus didn't fulfill eight. He yeah, fulfilled right. all 270, literally, with his life. The Bible is God's word, yeah. inside and out. It's never been proven wrong. It's never yeah. been contradicted. It's proved itself. And when you see that, you start to see that it literally is the moral authority. Yes, it and is. And going back to what you said earlier is, if, if you don't have a moral authority, in other words, if your truth is relative to you and my truth is relative immediately all the protections of the law break down, which is what you're alluding to. So a lot of people are like, well, you believe what I believe. You believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I, I believe. You don't realize what you're saying in that. Then you give a right to that person who believes that rape is right uh, to go and do whatever they want to because yeah. all of the laws of society, all of the moral law breaks down. It's funny. That's why we need it. You, you think about like things like people put out movies that people think are so far-fetched. There was a movie that came out not long ago. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Purge. Yeah. Where the there was purge. one day a year in the nation where murder was legal. And they believed that it purified the society, allowed people to get their rage out. Get every... And you think that's far-fetched? That literally, I mean, with, with where things are going, you think it's far-fetched. There, there is such a violence sweeping through the world right now. People don't understand. Jesus prophesied that in the last days before he came back, 
violence would be so prevalent on the earth that it would mirror the days of Noah when he looked to the earth and said, everywhere I look, there's corruption and violence. And he said, before Jesus comes back, it will be the exact same. The yeah. exact same. Corruption and violence will fill the earth. It's where we're living in. Yeah. Terrorism yeah. everywhere, murders, school shootings. I mean, you can't even turn, go through one news cycle without another one being reported. Yeah. In the meantime, you and I both are preaching all over the place. And you're seeing people that are saying, I need something. One question I'll ask what we were talking about earlier is, I'll ask this question to people. How has your normal been working? You know, right. And nobody can say my normal has been working great and solving my, my problems. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not working. It doesn't matter how long you've gone to a church. If you're not walking in the promises of God, in the fullness of the gospel, the fullness of manifestation, those things aren't working. Right. And so I'll, I'll ask people that question. How's your normal been working for you? They need a new normal, and that new normal is not actually new. It's an old one right, right here. It's one that carried promise the whole time. But many times what has happened is men have lost that. But when they turn back, you know, you've seen it. All of a sudden they're in a meeting, and the anointing hits them. And they start turning back and, and putting their hope, putting their trust in that word, in Jesus Christ. Man, answers start coming. Healing start happening. Provision starts coming. You're seeing it all over the place. That's exactly right, yeah. And that's the thing, is as, as we said at the beginning, Jesus does those things as a proof to those that don't know him that he's alive. I remember yes. the story about Brother Shambach. This really stirred my spirit. He was in a nation that was not a Christian nation, and um, he was holding a crusade, and he was a little frustrated because he'd rented a stadium, and it was relatively empty. I mean, if you got 10,000 people in a normal meeting, it looks great. If you got 10,000 people in a stadium that holds 60,000, it doesn't look that great. <laughs> and he was a little frustrated with the crowd and the, and the altar calls. And um, he, a woman came forward one night for prayer, and uh, he said, you know what? I'm going to uh, do something. The Lord gave him an idea. He had an interpreter where he was. And uh, he said, tell the people that I'm going to pray for this woman in the name of Muhammad. The guy was like, no, I am not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. He said, you say it. And so the guy actually built enough strength up to say, Brother Shambach's going to pray for this woman in the name of Muhammad. Blind. She was blind. He laid his hands on her, prayed in the name of Muhammad. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Somebody asked him one time, what would you have done if her eyes came open? He said, I would have changed religions right there. <laughs> he said, nothing happened. He said, then every false god name that he could think of, he prayed for the woman in those names, and nothing happened. And then he said, Man. now tell the people, I'm going to pray in the name that's above every other name. And he prayed in the name of Jesus Christ. And as he prayed in the name of Jesus, he took his hands off her eyes, and her, instantly her eyes were open. The next night as she'd gone around the city telling everybody what God did, the stadium was packed with people that wanted to hear the gospel. And when the altar call was given, the altars were filled with salvations and conversions. Why? Because the people saw what Jesus could do that none of their gods could do. Yeah. And it's proof. Yeah. It is proof that Jesus, uh, there was a book by, I believe his name is Mike Franson, A Miracle Settles the Issue. It's the name of the book. And it's exactly right. A miracle. I believe we're going to get back to this yeah. old Elijah on top of Mount Carmel type days. If your God is God, let's let's see yeah. what He can do. If not, let's see what my God can do. And the one yeah. who answers by fire is God. Amen. And God will always answer. The reason no other God can answer by fire is they're all dead. 
Right. And they're never coming back. Yeah. That's... They're either man-made myths or they're just men that started a following that are now gone and dead forever. So no, there's nobody like Jesus. That's right. There's nobody like Jesus. Well, as we're uh, heading towards the end here, one of the things is, uh, Barrett, I didn't see if there was any question that came in, uh, but if you have a question, we'll uh, answer it real quickly. But as we're waiting on those, if anybody has any, uh, just tell them what y'all are up to at Miracle Word, because you got so much going on. Yeah, uh, there, there is a lot of stuff going on. One thing I do <laughs> want to make you aware of is that we, if you didn't know we did this, we, the Lord spoke to me to create an online school. We call it Miracle Word University where we teach the doctrines of the Bible from a Pentecostal perspective. Um, and so we release courses on there. Uh, each course is about five hours of teaching on that subject. And uh, we just released a brand new one called Mountain Moving Faith, where we talk about how to build strong faith. We teach you about how to avoid the enemies of faith, the six elements of functional faith. I mean, we go through every aspect of what faith is, how to get it, how to maintain it, how to grow in it, how to avoid the ones that have come to steal it, and it'll equip you for your purpose. And we make these things super affordable. Any course in the university is only $69, um, but what we're doing until February the 1st is giving you a discount code uh, so that you can get 15% off this new course. That's about $10 off the course. Uh, and all you have to do is when you go to MiracleWordU, the letter U, dot com, I don't know if Barrett's able to put that slide up or not, but there it is. Uh, if you go to MiracleWordU.com, you can use the code FAITHLAUNCH at checkout and save 15%. Now, there's only, a, there's only a limited number of these, and it's only available until the 1st of February, so you have two days left uh, to actually do it. But this will build your faith and equip you uh, to do what God's called you to do. And then also, my wife has started um, about a year ago something called Nonstop Mom. For women that are, it's building their faith. There's almost now close to 2,000 women in the private Facebook group uh, that are getting teaching daily uh, through her articles and then weekly through her podcasts and then she'll go live on Facebook. So there's so much going I'm on. I'm constantly seeing testimonies coming oh, out yeah. of that group. Miracle yeah. Word Kids was launched in, yeah. in November where we're preaching and teaching to the kids, building their faith. I mean, so much that God's allowing us to do. We thank Him for it. Uh, but it's just it's just supernatural to see all the testimonies coming back. Yeah, amen. Well, I'll tell you this, that uh, there's not many ministries uh, in the world that are doing the things on your level. Oh, I, I, you. I've, I've seen it. I've seen different ministries. I know for me, I've seen, um, I've spent about 20 years searching out uh, men and women of God who are moving in fire, moving in power. Uh, and I'll tell you, look, if... It, I don't, I don't suggest most people change churches, but here's one where you need to. If your church, every believer is called the fruit. They're called to have revelation, yeah. called to have power, mm -hmm. and called to win souls. Amen. Um, winning souls and revelation go hand in hand with mm -hmm. making disciples. This is fruit that we got to see. Well, if every believer is called to that, you need to see it in ministries. And if those ministries are not doing those three things, it's one, it's not a ministry you should support. No, two, it's not one you need to be at. You need to find a church that's moving in those things. They need to have testimonies on a regular basis. And it doesn't need to be five or ten years ago. Uh, you know, I told you, we, we've had four just this month that I know of. Where I, you go to church is a matter of life and death. It's huge. 
but also what ministries you support. Many people I know early on, uh, I, I had somebody who thought that they were tithing and giving offering uh, by giving to a worldly organization. That's not advancing the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Who gets the glory uh, for the good things and uh, who's the source? Who's the source of the power? If it, it, it can't be just man's wisdom. It's got to be God and they got to be giving God glory for it and advancing the kingdom. Uh, this is a ministry, Miracle Word, it's a ministry that I would highly recommend anybody to partner with. One, because they're producing fruit and they're advancing the kingdom of God. Thank and, you. Um, it's, it's deserving of it. I mean, you, you've shown the fruit and it hasn't just been, you know, in January 2020. It's been for years. Uh, so, Amen. Amen. I appreciate you. I Thank really you. do. Appreciate you. And uh, did, did we have any questions, Barrett? I didn't catch all the comments. Did you see any? No? Okay, amen. Um, anything else? No, we love you guys. We're here two more nights for Kickstart 2020. Uh, tonight at 6.30 p.m. and then tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. And then, of course, finishing up uh, final session in baptisms Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Right here at Boomerang Church. If you're watching, maybe you jumped in off of another share. Somebody else shared. If you're anywhere close to Albemarle, North Carolina, we want to encourage you to be here. It's going to be a powerful closing to this week. And I know that God's already performing miracles, but you may need a miracle. Yeah. And uh, this is the place to be. So get here, and we look forward to seeing you tonight at 6.30, tomorrow night at 6.30 Eastern Time. Man, it's going to just, it, it just keeps ramping up. I'm excited for tonight and Amen. tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Letty said uh, she's taking Mount Moving Faith course now, and she loves it. That's Thank awesome. you, Letty. I appreciate That's that. That's so good. Well, listen, we love you guys. Share the broadcast. You know somebody that needs to hear the things we talked about today. God is moving. Jesus is doing great mighty yes, things all over the world. And uh, we're seeing it. You can see it too. You don't have to be left out. You can just say, Lord, I'm going after you. Amen. But get around people who are seeing it. Get around people carrying the fire, carrying the power. And uh, before we go, I just felt like, you know, all these things that we've talked about, uh, let's just let's just pray for people. Will you lead that, whatever you feel led to pray. And uh, we, want, we want you to be walking in the reality of it. One of the things we've talked about, all those moves and experiences of the power of the gospel. First yeah. John chapter 1, 1 through 4, he says, all these things we've seen, we've heard, we've touched, we've experienced, mm -hmm. and I'm writing to you so that you may have fellowship with us. In other words, that you may experience these things too. That's it. The goodness of God manifested. That's what we're going to pray for you right Amen. now. That it's not just, it's not meant to just be ministers. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be every believer. That's it. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, number one, we ask you today, touch your people and give yeah, them a Lord. supernatural boldness to step out in faith and to do what they're called to yes. do. Don't let us be silent yeah. believers in these final hours of time, but give us a fire, rekindle our fire. There's those watching, they need a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Do what you did for those that were in the upper room two chapters later and refill them with the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that the fire of your spirit will be seen clearly in our lives. In Jesus' name. Lord, Thank open you, doors Father. for us and use us for your kingdom. I pray that you make us the most fruitful and impactful in 2020 than we've ever been in the history of our Christianity. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, that you're using us in signs, wonders, and miracles. We have a hunger for your yes. things, for the kingdom of God. Fill us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. And we give you praise. Amen. Glory to God. So be it. Jared said, I'm super excited for tonight. We are too. It's going to be a great night.
Kickstart 2020. Share the broadcast. Hey, share the page. We want to go over a thousand quick. There's people that need this kind of uh, content and they need to be uplifted. Share the fire out of it. <laughs> share the fire out of it. Amen. I like it. Man, thanks for being here. I'm glad thanks. you got to be here this week. I Thank just you. enjoy being around you. So. Love you. Love you too, bro. And uh, we love y'all. Have a great, great week. We'll be back next Wednesday and uh, look forward to seeing you. And we'll be sharing daily encouragements on the What's Right uh, page and all around. And uh, look for those. Share them. We love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.